All right, I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4, and if you didn't bring a Bible, we've got pew Bibles for you this morning. Um, If you're from Clinton FCC, this is probably the shortest sermon you're ever going to hear me preach, and don't get used to it, okay? This is one week only. The second thing I want to let you know is that I'm really preaching this sermon this morning, sharing this word just for two people, for Carson and Angie. The rest of you are welcome to stick around and to listen, but... um, Carson and Angie, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. This is from the Apostle Paul late in his life, probably the last chapter that he wrote to one of his young sons in the faith, Timothy. Here's what he says. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. Um, I remember hearing that chapter read by Dan Clymer at my ministry ordination 21 years ago today. Uh, It was first shared, obviously, from Paul to Timothy, as Paul knew his time on this earth was uh, coming to an end. And when I read that, I think there's three challenges that I want to share with you this morning that I think are really relevant for all people in ministry, but especially for you as you move to this new challenge in Rhode Island. And number one, it's right there in the text, preach the word. Um, You said it in the interview. It is so important in today's world where relativism is all around us, where we make up truth to be whatever we want it to be, that you and your ministry team be passionately unafraid to preach the word, to know the word, to live the word, to preach the word. Um, you may be saying, well, I'm a worship minister. I believe so much, especially from the, the wonderful worship set that you did this morning, that um, some of the greatest proclamation that takes place is through worship ministry. Uh, I know many times um, I will visit with people from our church, and they'll say the sermon was okay, but boy, the worship really touched me. It really moved me. It really taught me so I, I encourage you to preach the word. I love the, the challenge of St. Francis of Assisi from centuries ago. He said, preach the word at all times. When necessary, use words. Number one, preach the word. Secondly, be prepared in season and out of season. Um, I was told 21 years ago that when you go into ministry, you get to experience life in the fishbowl. And I kind of chuckled when I heard that, didn't really know what that meant. Uh, 21 years later, I think I I have a better idea what that means. That means that you're not going to be a worship minister from 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. You're not going to be a worship minister just at 9.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning. People are going to look to you. People are going to ask you questions, maybe when you least expect it. You can't take your ministry hat off. And put another hat on. So be prepared in season and out of season. Make the most of the opportunities that come your way. My guess is that your church, I know Jared pretty well. I know you. You guys are going to do a great job in ministry. You're going to move a lot of people on Sunday mornings. But my hunch is you're going to have just as much of an impact 
on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. So be prepared all the time. And then finally, number three, you can't miss this from the text, keep your head. Keep your head. What's that mean? I reflected this morning as I was uh, preparing, uh, thinking about the message today about times in my ministry life where I was ready to throw in the towel, where something happened that just made me so mad I wanted to say, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And I came up with two times, and thankfully none of them have happened here at Clinton, believe it or not. I look back on those times, um, one, one issue was a dog fence at a parsonage. And, uh, you know, I won't go into that for all of our sake this morning. But looking back on that incident in 1998, man, am I glad that I kept my head. Man, am I glad that I didn't push send on that email. And and I would just encourage you, when the tough times of ministry come, and they will come, my friend, to keep your head, to be a big-picture Christian, to be a big-picture minister. Don't find yourself getting caught up in the minors. Don't major in the minors. Paul loved Timothy like he was his own son. And Paul knew that his time on this earth was coming to an end. And he said to Timothy, preach the word, be prepared, keep your head. Your church here loves you very much. There's a lot of memories with Cheatham name. I still remember your father and the great impact that he made here. He was one of the the people that really reached out to me in my first years in youth ministry when I was really young and really stupid. And he was encouraging and loving. And look for opportunities to do the same. One more time, I want to read for you this great passage of Scripture, 2 Timothy 4. This time, I want to read it from the message, Eugene Peterson's contemporary translation. Here's what he says. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge, with the final say on everyone, living and dead. He's about to break into the open with his rule, so proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch, challenge, warn, and urge your people, don't ever quit, just keep it simple. You're going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food catchy options that tickle their fancy. They'll turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. Carson and Angie, God bless you. Preach the word. Be prepared. Keep your mind open. Let's pray. God, thank you for this day. And thank you for this word that we have from the Apostle Paul to Timothy that we challenge Carson and Angie with today. We thank you so much for the impact that many people who are sitting in this sanctuary today have made on Carson and on Angie, bringing them to this point in their lives. And we just pray that as they move forward, that you would use them in a great and mighty way to be a beacon of light to a part of our country that is just so dark spiritually. Allow them to persevere. I pray that they'll find great friendships, encouraging godly men and women that will lift them up when they need it most and that they will be your ambassadors. They'll be the salt of the earth. They'll be the light of the world. They'll be difference makers in the Providence, Rhode Island area. 
Thank you for them. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Greg. You need to have a question. Come on. I'm going to go ahead and ask Carson to come forward here. Carson, I know you feel like you've been up and down all day, but I'm going to ask, go ahead and ask you to come forward. And this morning, we're going to do some responsive reading this morning. There will be some that will um, say leader, and I will serve as a leader. And then there were some that say congregation. I would ask that you would uh, re- say those as well. And then Carson will say where it says candidate. It will both be on the screen this morning for you, and also it is in your bulletin as well. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13. It is he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Carson, have you considered the seriousness, this biblical ministry to which you are called? I have. As a minister, you are called to a higher level of responsibility and integrity than any other Christian. Have you seriously considered the high level of integrity, morality, and Christian living to which you are called? I have. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, your personal Lord and Savior? I do. Carson, you do not enter this ministry alone, but with the help and support of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The great cloud of witnesses in heaven and the church universal. Church, please repeat those words of faith with me today. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. My first. Carson, will you strive to encourage the church, lead the lost to the saving relationship with Christ? I will. Will you remain faithful in the teaching of your scripture? teaching the whole counsel of God as you teach in the church? I will. Will you follow the leading of the authority of the local eldership of the church that you serve, promoting unity in the cause of Christ? I will. I'm going to go ahead and ask those who are going to participate in the laying on of hands to please come forward now. God, what a wonderful moment that we share in. You had this very moment in mind for Carson long ago, and we give thanks. He identified you as his Savior and Lord. His journey of faith began. He met a young woman to walk beside him and their covenant was shared right here and together they've searched 
to where you would lead them to serve you. And now we set him apart to be your servant in East Providence. We ask your blessing upon their lives. Protect them. Give them courage. Help them to practice what was shared by Greg this morning. Thank you for loving Carson and Angie. Calling them to a very special ministry. And it is a privilege to witness his calling and his setting apart in this moment. Driving this stake right here. Dedicating it to you, his very life for ministry. And I pray this in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for gifting him to be a worship leader. On stage and off stage, God, I thank you for giving him gifts of music and word to lead people to your throne, to lead people's minds and hearts before you. God, we thank you for how your spirit alive in this church community and your spirit alive in your kingdom has shaped Carson to be a man of integrity to be a man of character, and honesty, and passion, a man of your word. God, we pray that you would be protecting him from the temptations and the fears, the anxieties that go along with church planting. God, we pray that you would bless his family, his marriage with Angie, that you would be building her up through him, and that in their marriage, there would be an obvious difference, uh, obvious to all the couples and families around them, connected to them there in Rhode Island. And that ultimately people would follow their lead toward you. God, we pray that you would continue to encourage him with the fruits of his ministry, with the way that your spirit is making his ministry fruitful. We thank you for my brother. We thank you that he's... <laughs> not doing this without you. It's in your son's name that we pray. Father, what a privilege to be able to continue the ministry of his father, Roger. So be with Carson and Angie, Father, as they follow his footsteps as his mom has done, as his sisters have done. And now he continues. We give you the praise for that. Keep him faithful to you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and ask that you remain standing for me. Just a couple uh, short announcements, and then we're going to pray, and then we'll have one more uh, 
song of worship together. Carson and Angie will be here in the front that you can come up and, and greet them. I want to remind you that tonight at 7 p.m. right here in the sanctuary will be a free showing of the movie Courageous. And so again tonight, 7 p.m., the movie Courageous. Child care will be available. And so if you have a child that's two years old or three years old and younger and you'd like to bring them tonight, there will be people here that will be able to help out with that as well. Again, tonight, 7 p.m. right here in the sanctuary. The doors are open about 6.15. also want to let you know that Kim Roberts... Her and Larry went on a little trip, and Kim is in the hospital in um, Branson. And so we ask that you just pray for them. She is better. I called and talked to Leah last night and talked to Dallas this morning, and she's doing better physically, but emotionally it's been really, really hard on her because they're not exactly sure what is wrong. So please be in prayer for them. They're hoping to be able to come home and travel today and get back, tomorrow, get back today safely. Also want to let you know of a couple of people that have passed away and pray that you'll be in prayer for them. Um, Ann Ellis's mother who lives in Mississippi, Irene Biden, passed away. And then also Becky Glenn's mother, Iris Thorpe, uh, passed away as well. So we just ask that you just keep those families in your prayers today. Let's pray together. Father, again, we just thank you. We thank you for opportunities, Father, that you have given us. What a day it has been here today, Father. Father, for the last hour, we we just thank you for everything that has been said and everything that has been done. Because, Father, it's not about us. It's all about you and about your love and what you've done for us. And so, Father, we thank you that we were able to participate this morning in worship to participate this morning in this ordination, Father. And Father, again, it's not about us. It's all about you and your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're going to sing one last time here. Before that, I just want to thank each and every one of you. I want to thank First Christian Church. Um, Just growing up in this church from as long as I can remember. And we've been away for a while. Um, but it's always a blessing coming back. And so thank you to First Christian Church and just the ministry and the impact that they've had on my life and to each and every one of you. Um, whether you know it or not, um, you've made an impact on my life in some way, shape, or form. But as we prep to move across the country, um, I will always call First Christian my church home. Um, it's, it's, it's just where I grew up and very much our family is a huge part of. So thank you. Um, for all the years of ministering to me. And I look forward to updating all of you with what um, God is doing in Rhode Island. And I look forward to coming back and visiting and keeping you guys in the loop. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. So let's sing together.
very much. Have a great week.